You must wear a mask. You must wear a mask. Well, in case you couldn't hear me clearly, and I was deliberately speaking not very clearly, you must wear a mask. You must wear a mask. See, I'm wearing a one. I'm, I'm wearing a mask, right? You can't say I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not covering my uh, mouth, but I am wearing a mask. People don't like to wear masks. It's become part of the scene, if there is any scene with any people locked down here, there, and everywhere. If you go out, you must wear a mask. People don't like it. It's uncomfortable. No, you get used to it. But more than that, it's, uh, it's an imposition. Who's this telling me to wear a, wear a mask? That's for criminals, isn't it? Wearing masks, in, in, at least in the country where I come, where I was born in, wearing a mask. It used to be in a cartoon or comedy, quite possibly in real life also whatever real life means, uh, wearing a mask was supposed to be indicative of a criminal. But actually wearing a mask protects against the danger of COVID-19 or COVID-whatever-else. And many other airborne, germ-borne diseases. In Japan, even prior to the advent of COVID-19 in 2019. Oh, that was a great intellectual feat, wasn't it? 2019, COVID-19. Yeah, it was uh, common to see people wearing face masks for the reason that the Japanese are trained like that in their culture, they're very uh, <clears throat> conscious of others, and if they have a common cold and they go out, they'll wear a face mask so that when they breathe, which they do most of the time, they don't breathe out the uh, germs or... Uh, or the, let's put it another way. Whew. They don't spread the germs as much as they would if they weren't wearing a mask. And even here in India, it was common for the last few years to see young girls, especially going out in the heat of the day with most of their face covered by some cloth, putting a dupatta or something. I guess that was to stop the the heat, the, the sun making their beautiful uh, faces not so fair and lovely as the, by, by tanning their skins. Or dramas, it's masks in dramas here in South India, in Kerala, Katakali, masks, there are literal masks and so much makeup is put on. It can take four hours to put on the makeup. If you don't know what Kathakali dancing is, go and look at it on the 
internet. It's it's really something quite spectacular. It's traditional Kerala dance form, particularly demonstrating uh, Puranic episodes, religious episodes, uh, especially from Vaishnav epics, something quite spectacular. And the, the makeup is such a, th a thick mask. Uh, and that, yeah, it's, it's just like a mask. Dramas, wearing masks. So it's not a bad idea. I, I, the other day I was driving through Chennai, part of Chennai, a major Indian city. Indian cities are notoriously polluted. Uh, air pollution, water pollution, noise pollution. The air pollution is most famous. It's not only Delhi. So on arriving in the place that I was going to, I happened to spit out, expectorate, if you want to use a fancy word, and it was black-gray color due to having breathed in without wearing a mask. So it's not a bad idea to wear a mask as a precaution. It protects against very real dangers. In some countries, wearing a mask or not wearing it is a social statement or a political statement. Wearing a mask, yes, I cooperate with the government. I do what they say. Or I I'm, I'm cooperate with the official line that this COVID disease is dangerous and I'm sensibly, I'm a sensible person, I take the necessary precaution of wearing a mask. But to not wear it when it's not mandatory by law, but it is highly recommended, to not wear it is, is a statement that no, I don't trust all these people talking about COVID and it's, they're, they're exaggerating, it's a bluff. I assert my right as a free person to not wear a mask, which could be considered antisocial. Why take the, you take the risk for yourself, but you could be unknowingly having the disease yourself and spreading it to others. If you go against the law by not wearing a mask, you could face heavy fines. So it might be, make sense to conform reluctantly. Even in the Krishna consciousness movement, of which I am a member, <clears throat> it's a source of contention. So many sources of contention. There are those, the official line coming from our hallowed GBC body is we should wear masks, we should follow all the precautions. But I hear from so many devices, oh, yeah, stupid masks, what is all this, this COVID, it's all a, it's a Chinese plot 
to torpedo the Western economies and society. Uh, <clears throat> it's an excuse for governments to control. It's okay, there is COVID. We don't hear that many people as previously saying that doesn't exist, but they're saying, well, it's overrated. It's not such a big thing. It's just like some regular flu or something like that. It's something that the pharmaceutical companies are taking advantage of. So there are those who are mumbling and grumbling throughout the whole COVID thing within our movement and those who follow the official narrative. As for myself, if you're interested, what, what's my response? Well, I have largely cut my travel due to, well, I don't have to nowadays. India is opening up. Although there's talk of second wave of it. Well, it's going on already. Uh, <clears throat> uh, that there may be more lockdowns. I've cut my travel, which is in some ways convenient for me due to various reasons, including that I'm trying to finish writing one particular book, which is taking a lot of time. Uh, <clears throat> When I go outside, mostly I don't wear a mask, but that's because in the area I'm in, there, there's not, I don't go out that much. And if I do, I, I mostly don't wear a mask. It's not mandatory by law. Uh, most people, actually it might be, I'm not even sure what it is and what the state law is at the present time. But uh, most people I see, they don't wear it, or if they do wear it, they wear it down like this. I, may, I don't know what the logic behind that is. Maybe they're gonna put it up if they see a policeman. <clears throat> I don't know. So that's what I do. If I was in a more dangerous situation, I would be more cautious. Dangerous in terms of COVID. I'm just trying to be sensible about this. As far as conspiracy theories concerning COVID or about anything else. There are so many conspiracy theories. My position in general is they might be true. I don't know. Even if I was to investigate deeply into the matter, I still might not know, whatever the matter might be. I'm not qualified to investigate into whether or not the Chinese government or the CIA or whoever has made a hoax I'm not, I'm not qualified to investigate the medical complexities concerning COVID. Uh, so my position is that, well, whatever is the situation in the world, I can go along with it. If I have to wear a mask outside, okay, I'll do it. It's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, I'm, I'm, it doesn't severely impinge upon my freedom, whatever imagined freedom I have. Uh, my business is to chant Hare Krishna. I can do that. Lockdown or no lockdown. And yeah, the people are trying to control the world in various ways. Yeah, that's been going on since time immemorial and it will continue this way, that way or the other. But I can't change it. Uh, so... I'm not a great promoter or 
fan of conspiracy theories. Like I say, they may be true. Probably some of them are, but I don't know. And you may say, well, it does affect you. Yeah, but I, I can't do anything about it. So what? Now, what? where's the spiritual teaching here? What, what am I talking about all this for? I'm supposed to be a spiritual teacher. Okay, let's, let's start at the beginning again. You must wear a mask. You must wear a mask. Okay, let's take this on a different tack now. There's no question of telling everyone to wear a mask because everyone already is wearing a mask in the sense that we're all cutting a profile known to ourselves or not known to ourselves, consciously or subconsciously. The word profile, so I'm told, uh, etymologically derives from a Greek term, which means a mask of the type that people would use in a drama to cover their identity and present themselves as if they have another identity. So cutting a profile, we're all doing that. Technically, the technical term used in Gorya Vaishnava analysis is upadhi. And it's not only humans, but all species of life. What? The dog or the cat is cutting a profile? Not exactly in the sense that a, a human might do. A human cuts a profile. In other words, we want to show I'm just like everyone else or I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good citizen, I follow the laws, or I'm an individual, I stand out, I'm a maverick. Uh, <clears throat> we want to, we, we create, we want to show ourselves as being a certain kind of personality. We create a personality in our minds. We create some kind of personality. We may not even be consciously doing it. We are influenced by so many uh, social influences, and that's why we see that fashions change. They are changed. Is this a conspiracy theory? They are changed by fashion leaders who change the style of hairstyle every, every so often, or <clears throat> the style of dress, or this, it's with the idea that, well, if we get people to change the style of dress, the, the style of car design, and then people will want to get the latest, most fashionable thing. And in this way, even though they have already enough uh, pairs of pants, they'll want or pairs of shoes, they won't want to wear the outdated ones. They'll want to wear the new fashionable ones. And it drives commercialism, consumerism. So in this way, uh, fashion is used to get people to buy more and more things that they don't want to do, playing on people's desire to be seen as cool, fashionable. Uh, the way people talk, even the way they walk, it's influenced by others. You can see, just like if you are raised in one particular area of the world, say you speak English, <clears throat> The English of East London, Cockney, is that English at all? Maybe 
uh, maybe West London, Kensington, Kensington English. And again, there'll be higher class and lower class, but it's mostly higher class in, in Kensington, BBC English, whatever that used to be. Uh, and then they talk about British English, but if you go to uh, Lancashire or Yorkshire or even Manchester and Liverpool, their accent may be somewhat different. Okay, all right, let's say you're raised in uh, Stockport, formerly Cheshire, now part of Greater Manchester, and you, you have a certain accent, which I don't know what it is, so I won't try to imitate it. Uh, and then you live 10 years there, and then you come to live in Hemel Hempstead in South England, where the accent is different, your accent will change by association with the people there. Because you, you fit in. You want to fit in by speaking in the way that they do. <clears throat> so in this way, we have various upadis or designations which define who we are literally and in our own minds and in the minds of others. I am an Englishman. I am a staunch conservative supporter, voter. I was in I I was in favor of Brexit. We should uh, uh, so there there so maybe political des designations. I say well that's not designation that's an opinion. But it's not just an opinion. It's a factor by which we identify with groups and which defines our personality. I'm a respectable citizen. I drive such and such a car, which by the kind of car that also determines my status and my personality. Uh, or it may be that uh, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't drive a car at all. I only cycle because I'm, I'm, an, I'm an ecologically responsible, environmentally responsible person. <clears throat> uh, so the way we dress, the kind of people we identify with, these, these are all the designations which we accept consciously, subconsciously, which defines our personality. And we feel comfortable, or we want to feel comfortable with that. Sometimes we may, we may go through an identity crisis and we think, do, um, is this what I really want to be? We may try to change our personality, or we may look deep into our heart and say, who am I really? Am I really, is this what I really want to be? A 45-year-old chartered accountant commuting every day into London, holding the newspaper, or nowadays it's the this and uh, not stiff upper lip. Is this what I really want to be? Why don't I dump my family and go off and on a, grow my hair and become a hippie, for instance? And then we say, then we accept a new set of designations. Uh, 
We can't escape designations. But who am I deeply under all of that? I was saying even the non-humans, why, why do I, even non-humans have designations? Because designations are, apart from ones that we assume, they're also forced on us. For instance, uh, I was born in a male human body with the, with the physical characteristics. It's a certain designation I can hardly escape. I can modify it by maybe it's a bit late now, but maybe doing push-ups or eating lots, lots, putting on weight, all this kind of thing. Uh, a certain body and a certain mentality that goes with that. Although there is a widespread argument nowadays that gender is just a, a cultured, uh, a factor of acculturation, which I don't accept. But anyway, um, there, there are certain designations which come with the body. With animals, their designation comes pretty much ab absolutely. They're not in control of their designations. They're born in a certain situation, and as a cat or a fish or a hyena or whatever, and they are forced to act like that according to the situation they've come into. Purusha prakriti stohi punkte prakriti jan gunan karanam gunasangosya sadasad yoni janmasu. This is described in the Bhagavad Gita that according to one's activities, known as karma, one is born in different situations, better or worse, within the three modes of material nature. So in an animal situation, we may say, well, the animal can change according to the circumstances they're put in. If, if, a, if a dog is raised as a pet in in a loving family, it'll be different from a dog who's raised for meat in China. The, the, the mentality of the dog will be different. But again, the dog is not in control of that. He doesn't have the sense of discrimination which comes in human life. Of course, a dog can discriminate between friends and enemies, but not in the sense of not a moral sense or an ethical sense that is specific to humans, uh, a philosophical sense to even think about such things. Who am I behind the mask? We, we cut a profile to show to the public, to define ourselves so we don't have to think very deeply who we are. It's comfortable. We can fit in. Uh, <clears throat> wearing this kind of mask might be uncomfortable, but we feel comfortable with the profile that we have. Or if we don't feel comfortable with it, then we try to change it or adjust it. Uh, it's for mental, psychological comfort. We have a profile. But then again, if we look, Deeply, who are we? Uh, is it is our is our profile a disguise for a criminal? Yes, or to or to show that we're something we're not. Yes, according to Bhagavad Gita, 
uh, the ancient eternal treatise on spiritual knowledge describing who we actually are behind and beyond the mask, the Bhagavad Gita teaches us that we're not anything to do with this material world. We put on different kinds of masks at different phases of our existence as we helter-skelter throughout the material world in so many different situations, so many different species of life. <clears throat> Who are we, actually? This is the question that Bhagavad Gita answers. Actually, Arjuna, who is the receiver of the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita, spoken by Lord Krishna, the giver of knowledge, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Arjuna was originally, at the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita discourse, he was so spiritually dull that he couldn't even recognize that this is the real thing that he should be concerned with. He was concerned with happiness in this world, the happiness of others in this world, the moral decision to make. And Krishna told him, you're speaking a bunch of rubbish. Now, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? Arjuna was considered with considering the happiness, the proper thing to do, the happiness of himself and others. Uh, he was socially and morally responsible. Krishna told him, you're talking a bunch of rubbish because Arjuna was acting on the external platform according to the profile, according to the mask he had accepted. And so was everyone else around him. And that's how the material world runs on. We all accept that we are part of this material world when we're not. We don't belong to this material world. We're actors on a stage, as Shakespeare famously said. We're all just like actors on a stage, babbling along. Uh, the, the problem is that we forget who we really are. Now, it, it's said in drama that you can really act the part. To act the part properly, you have to fully identify with the character you're playing. When you're on the stage and you're playing a part, you forget who you really are. You forget your profile off the stage and you accept the part on the stage, which could be very dangerous if you don't snap back and you're playing the part, for instance, of a murderer, as in Hamlet, for instance. The world is but a stage. <clears throat> So this is the situation we're in. We identify with the role that we assume in this world, but our real position is to be is in our uncovered position when there's no mask is to be eternally blissful. Satchidanandamai, eternal, fully conscious fully blissful. Whereas in this material situation, 
we have different roles to play. Sometimes as a human, sometimes as a cat, sometimes as a fish, sometimes as a cell within another body. These are the different roles we play. Uh, but then none of them satisfy us. What's the role that you'd really like to play? Myself. But who are we? Who are we actually? Who am I when the mask comes off? It can be a very disturbing question when, when people think, well, who actually am I? Without knowing our spiritual identity, if we try to think, who am I, we become confused. How can I find out, am I really uh, a very deeply loving person, although most of the time I present myself as a bit of a tough jerk? Am I really meant to be nice? Or I'm, I'm very nice and loving, but maybe I should get a little tougher and, and find the real me, the assertive me. Bring out the real assertive you. Don't let yourself be used by others and run around by others. Don't just conform to what everyone says. Take off your mask. But who actually am I? I just, do I want to be an assertive person or a mild person or who... Who am I under all of this? We can't take off all the levels of, of, of the upadis or the designations we have. There, there's so many. We're influenced by so many factors. We're born with a certain mentality. There's the nature or nurture discussion. According to Vedic knowledge, both are there. We're born in a certain situation according to our karmic background uh, <clears throat> with a certain kind of mentality and we're put in a certain we're put in a certain situation where that uh, mental generally where that mentality will be further reinforced uh, we, we meet with various situations in life which again further influence us so that our personality develops is both nature and nurture, and it's all external. It's not really us at all. So wearing a mask in this material world, it's, it protects us in one sense from having to think who we are underneath it all. Now, an example sometimes given by Buddhists is that if you take off all the layers, just like an onion, if you take off all the layers to find out what's inside, there's nothing inside. You just take off all the layers and there's nothing left. But that analogy is not very appropriate <clears throat> because uh, we are distinct, discrete living beings. If you take off all the covers, actually in the onion example, the, the covers of the onion remain and you could theoretically patch them all, put them together with glue or something. They don't cease to exist. Uh, so it, it's not a very apt analogy. Uh, we are discrete living beings and which means we have our own individuality. But what is that individuality? 
That is the question. Who are we beyond the mask? We are, okay, I'll tell you, because just like Arjuna, he couldn't, he couldn't even frame the question properly, let alone find the answer. So I'll tell you, who am I to tell you? I am someone who has heard Bhagavad Gita explained by a tattvadarshi, a, a spiritually enlightened person who understands all these things, that and it's not a difficult thing to understand. It, it's much easier than understanding rocket science. It's a simple thing to understand. We're all by nature spiritual beings. We're all meant to be happy. In this material world, we cover ourselves with various designations. We willingly do so. With a, we cover ourselves with a mask. Maybe we use a different mask. Sometimes I have a white mask. Sometimes I have an orange mask. Sometimes I have a blue mask. And it, it protects us. It, that if, if we walk and talk in a certain way, people can relate to us. It protects so they know how to interact with us. It, a mask protects us from uh, asking the deep questions about life that we really should ask. It keeps us steady in our position in, the, in this unsteady material world. It gives that illusion of steadiness. But underneath it all, we are meant for eternal, blissful life in the service of Krishna. But we're afraid. We're afraid to take off the mask. Because if we do so, then we have to surrender our independence. We have wearing the mask, well, in the present situation in the world, wearing a mask indicates compliance with government laws in many places or with social pressure. But taking off the mask of considering ourselves to be part of this material world that means to identify ourselves, to, to find our real identity beyond the mask, beyond the profile. Our real identity is as an eternal servant of Krishna. We may not want to follow the government, but we are not independent. We are not as independent as we would like to think. We may think, I don't believe in COVID. There were so many people who didn't believe in COVID and they organized uh, mass religious services and then got COVID and died. So we are under the laws of material nature. We are controlled beings. Taking off the mask means to accept that we are controlled and to find out who we can be controlled by in a way that we will be fully satisfied. We're trying to change our designations. Sometimes we, we act like a, a respectable chartered accountant. We have the respectable chartered accountant mask. Of course, it's not everyone can be a respectable or chartered accountant. You have to study and so many things. Then you may throw it all off and become a 45-year-old hippie wandering around the world. There are not many that do that. Uh, I'm not recommending it either. I'm not recommending it or not rec 
or not not recommending it. But I'm just saying we we can radically change our designations, or even within our designations we can within our basic frame or matrix of designations we can make some significant change. For instance, I've been all my life a conservative voter and a member of the Conservative Party, but I'm fed up of their policies and I'm going to change and become a member of the whatever it is, liberal Democrats, and I'm going to change my affiliation and change and put a different sign outside my house when the elections come out. So we can change things within the general to make some significant changes, but the real thing to do is get off that mask altogether. Let's take it off. Symbolic of freedom, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's symbolic only because in this material world, where is the freedom? We're not free from birth, death, old age, and disease. We can become free from birth, death, old age, and disease if we understand <coughs> that this is caused by identifying with false designations and accepting our real designation as controlled, the servant of the supremely kind and loving master, Krishna. Sarvopadi vinirmuktam tatparatvena nirmalam this whole process of devotional service of Krishna consciousness means to get free from multiple masks, multiple profiles, multiple designations, to purify our consciousness from all these, all of these designations. I'm a compliant citizen. No, I'm a free citizen. Uh, all these designations are contaminations which cover our real original consciousness of being an eternal servant of Krishna. When we, when we take up that service of Krishna uh, in pure consciousness, that means free from any desires to have any mask, any profile other than that of being a servant of Krishna, then that is our freedom. That is our actual freedom, getting free from all the masks. So, you must wear a mask. No. You don't need to wear a mask. Throw them all away. Surrender to Krishna. Be happy without any mask. No more masks. Freedom from birth, death, old age, disease, and masks forever. That is the promise of the Krishna consciousness movement. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Mancha kalpa tarubhyas chakripa sindhubi evacha. Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Dante Nithaya Turnakang Padayane Patya Kritvacha Kakushatam Eta Dahambravimi 
Hey, Sadeva Sakala Eva Vihaya Duranga Chandra Charne Kurta Hare Krishna.